Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone and electricity line weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. I've said it before, but some people never have a chance. They are born into impossible circumstances that shape them for the worse and create a cocktail of trauma. On October 31st, 1896, one such boy was born. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Cayetano Santos Godino was born on October 31, 1896 in Buenos Aires, Argentina, to a large family with abusive alcoholics for parents. Cayetano, from birth, experienced health problems due to his father's syphilis, which the musician contracted from an affair with a fan. The young boy found himself on the brink of death a number of times, not just from the existing health problems, but infections contracted from eating and drinking food and water that had been contaminated, poor hygiene, and close contact with an infected person or animal. Despite all of his illnesses, his drunken father often used him as a punching bag. Basically, he was a sick, fragile boy living in a very, very difficult world. And because of this, the boy began to develop troubling behavior at a young age. 
He showed very little interest in education and instead turned his interest to murdering small animals and starting fires. Because he was so small and perceived as dumb, many adults overlooked his behaviors, meaning he had no problem gaining the trust of younger, more vulnerable children. This is how his troubling behaviors began to escalate. When he was just seven years old, he lured away a two-year-old boy with the promise of candy, beat him, and threw him into a ditch with thorny branches. Thankfully, a nearby official saw this and led the children to the police station, where their mothers picked them up and no further action was taken. This was Cayetano's first attempted murder, and he never received even a slap on the wrist. A year later, he was ready to try again. He beat an 18-month-old neighborhood child with a stone, but an officer intervened. But again, his age was on his side and they released him into the custody of his father. Now, almost killing two children wasn't enough to send him to jail, but when they discovered his compulsive masturbation at the age of 10 and his mother called the police, he spent two months in jail due to this illegal activity. At the age of 12, he picked back up where he left off and convinced a two-year-old boy to follow him to a warehouse where he attempted to drown the boy in a horse trough. The owner of the building heard the gasps from the boy and found them both wet by the tub. Cayetano said there was a mysterious woman in black who was drowning the young boy and that, thankfully, he had gotten there in time to save his life. He even went as far as to lead the police to the place where the evil lady snatched the boy up the next day. Six days later, he burned the eyelids of a 22-month-old boy, but was able to escape before the child's mother arrived. Keitano continued to set fires and harm children for a number of years. But when 13-year-old Arturo Lorano was found dead inside of a vacant house on January 26, 1912, no one seemed to look at the disturbed neighborhood boy. They figured he was too much of an idiot to be evil. Keitano was around 16 years old when he lured Arturo into the house, stripped him almost naked, beat him with a fig tree branch, and tied up his neck with a cord. A few months later, he set the dress of five-year-old Reina Vanikoff on fire. She was quickly hospitalized, but 16 days later, succumbed to her injuries. In September of that same year, he set a railroad station on fire, though it was extinguished, and two months later, unsuccessfully tried to strangle an eight-year-old boy to death. He was charged with attempted murder, but was released pending his trial. This allowed him to, eight days later, assault a three-year-old girl and run off before receiving any charges. On November 20th, 1912, he kidnapped a two-year-old girl who cried out for her mother and was rescued by a concerned neighbor. By December 3rd of 1912, Keitano was ready to end his streak of near misses. That's the day he found 18-month-old Yasualdo Giordorna playing outside of his home and offered to buy him some candies if he came with him. The young boy went with Keitano to a country house where, once inside, the boy threw him to the ground and attempted to choke him with a belt. He then tied the boy's hands and legs together and began to beat him before deciding he wanted a nail and hammer it into his head. When he went outside looking for supplies, he found Jesualdo's father walking around looking for his son. He asked Cayetano if he had seen the boy, and he responded that he did not know. When the father walked away, Cayetano re-entered the home, prepared to finally finish the job. He hammered the nail into the side of the boy's head, and with his death came Cayetano's new title, 
the first serial killer in, in Argentina's history. Yasualdo's body was found by his father just minutes after it was disposed of. And Cayetano was arrested at 5.30 a.m. on December 14, 1912. At the time of his arrest, he confessed to all of his crimes. In fact, he talked for hours and extensively detailed out every successful and unsuccessful murder he committed. Gaetano Santos Gudino was formally charged with two murders and 11 aggressions, and this time, the public wasn't going to let him walk. They cried out for capital punishment, despite being only a teenager. The judges did not agree and took into consideration the life he lived and his mental state. He was sentenced instead to a mental hospital. He arrived at the facility on January 4, 1912, and almost immediately, attempted to kill some of his fellow inmates. He was moved to a jail cell on November 20, 1915, despite being declared insane at trial. He spent the rest of his life being an unpopular inmate in prison. On one occasion, he was beat up by fellow inmates after killing two prison cats. He spent 20 days in the hospital. He received no visitors during his prison time, was always sick, and on November 15, 1944, died under suspicious circumstances within prison walls. When the prison closed a few years later and the graves of the inmates were dug up, Cayetanos were mysteriously missing. Some say they were made into a paperweight for the director of the prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 1st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe and happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This daily true crime podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching Morning Cup of Murder. I'd love it if you stopped by and said hi. Stay safe. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.